values. Real people. Real community radio. And thanks for joining me. Gordon T here on Hope FM Drive with you through till 6pm. Uh, and I'm pleased to say that we are joined in a moment by BJ Walthrow from Dorset University Hospital Trust. Uh, she's the Associated Director of Operations and was last on the show on the 13th of January, which was shortly after the current lockdown had begun. Uh, and she updates on the situation there. And I'm very pleased to say she's back right now to tell us what's going on in the hospital and the situation out there right now. Hey, BJ, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. And your good self? I'm Well, I'm doing very well indeed I'm, I'm at home the whole time but I'm doing well thank you uh, and I'm pleased to hear that you're well and that was a positive sort of start because when we last spoke things were certainly looking quite tricky to say the very least it's not really the right word to use tricky it was worse than that uh, and I imagine it got worse since we spoke on the 13th as well can you oh, just paint yeah. a picture of the journey that you and the hospital have been on well, it does seem a bit of an endless journey at the, at times. You know, you wondered if you were ever going to get to the end. Because, <laughs> of course, we've been on this journey since last March. We'd have a little bit of respite in the summer, which was good for everybody. But I think the this length of this journey has taken its toll on so, so many people. You know, not just people working in the hospital, but, you know, the general public and, you know, well, everybody, businesses, etc. So it is a burden that we've all had to kind of share. Um, the hospital did get extremely busy um, after the second, you know, the, what is it, which wave, we don't know which wave we're on at the moment, but this wave that happened after Christmas, it, it got really, really tricky because it, it just was became overwhelmed. It became overwhelming because it was trying to find that strength to carry on and trying to pull that last bit of energy from yourself to make sure that we were there for our patients and and our families, of course. But it was it was a really hard hard time and. You know, no one had ever experienced it, and I'm hoping no one will experience that again. I hope we'll be better forward, but um, better prepared going forward um, for the future. But it is, as I've said to you, Gordon, before, it, this this horrible virus doesn't just affect your body, it affects your lives, and I think that's what's different about it. So it was a hard journey, and we became very very overwhelmed by the emotion of it all when you and it were younger people coming in and um numbers dying went up the number of people in our hospitals with covid went up but we're going to now we have turned that corner are absolutely turned that corner there is light at the end of the tunnel and our covid number of covid patients in in our trust has has um, dramatically reduced, which is really good. The numbers in our that ITU have dramatically reduced, which is really good. The number of staff off with COVID have dramatically reduced. But even better news is that we've been able to resume some of our elective activity. And that was another pressure that wasn't what I'd say um, um, uh, uh, it wasn't um, in our face that we weren't, you know, with the COVID patients coming in, we could see there were COVID patients. We could see that demand. But behind that were all those operations that we had not been able to carry on doing, you know, the, the hips and the knees, the cataracts, all those things. But 
um, I'm was really pleased to say we've you know we've started those electives. We call them electives, you know, the kind of planned cases. We've started those again, and we've got plans to start some more. Um, we started some more yesterday, um, and starting some more next week, which is just brilliant because that's what we're here to deal with. Not just the emergencies, but those people who've been waiting ages or even a short period of time. You know, if you've got cancer and you need an operation. You know, we really tried hard to keep those going, but, you know, it's not very nice if you're in pain. So that's the really good bit is, and of course, and I'm here I I always say this to you, Gordon, don't I? You just ask a single question. I prattle on for ages. I don't know if that's a, 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 an interviewer's delight or an interviewer's dread. But the other good good thing is the uptake of the vaccination. You know, I think we should all be very proud of our nation and how we've responded to that. So... I am positive. I am feeling positive. I would be broad, but I am feeling very positive. I just thought it sounded absolutely awful for you. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that things have changed uh, massively on that front. The fact that you're, you're positive is great that you see the light at the end of the tunnel. So um, one of the things I'm aware of is that numbers of people sort of think it's over. Uh, uh, so down the beach on the weekend, it was lovely weather, but there are groups of sort of 20 people hanging out together, having barbecues, as if there was no such thing as covid uh, what's your message on that side of things no i mean god that is a really really important point because it was only a few weeks ago so i tried to go for a walk at the weekend you know enjoy the countryside and realize that our seasons still carry on and despite what's happening with covid spring's still coming it's just it back to nature always makes me feel feel better and we often walk in the forest my husband and i because it's a bit you know a bit open out there I went down to Hengersbury Head, and this is, I'm not dis, not dissing Hengersbury Head, but I actually got a bit panicky down there, I'm telling you that. I have never seen so many people, and it is, it's frightening because the only reason that COVID is on the decline is because we've been following the guidance. If we don't continue to follow the guidance, then it will increase. And Again, not to generalise, I'd imagine the groups of people that you were seeing are not those age groups of people that have been vaccinated, and therefore they are still susceptible. So it's not those vulnerable people that are indoors or those people that are shielding, those elderly people. And so the bugs can, are still there. The bugs haven't gone away. This bug will never, ever, ever go away. It will always be there. And we just, we're, we're nearly there. We can see the finishing line, i.e., you know, the numbers become manageable and it doesn't, over, it's not, doesn't totally rule our life. But it's in our hands and we've got to, it is in our hands, it's up to us to just get to that last bit of the, not quite the finishing line, but that, you know, that home stretch. And, we, you know, it's lovely weather. And, you know, God be praised we've had beautiful weather and we can get out. But, you know, we've got to respect the rules. They're still there to follow. And if we don't follow them, we could see an increase. And there, is, there are people who are really worried about, you know, the schools going back because of all the children and all the mums being outside the school gates and all of those things. And I can understand how they're feeling. Absolutely. But I, so don't just just for, you've done it this long, everybody, just do it for a little bit longer. Soon you'll be able to do those things, you know, officially. But if, if the number starts, if the R number starts going up again, you know, we could we could go back down. And, you know, I don't think Boris would have any doubt in in putting stricter measures back on because he's got to protect, 
you know, the population. So please, the beach is lovely. Seeing your friends is lovely. But um, try, don't do it in big groups. That sound like a... Yeah. I'm not being a party pooper, but it's not long no, now. You know, it is not it's, long you're, now. You're right. If we, if we can all just stick with it just that bit longer, there is the opportunity to see this through with the minimum number of people ending up in your hospital. That's what my aim would be. Let's reduce the number of people who catch it, the number of people get into hospital. Uh, let's get back on with things uh, as normal as we can, but as safely as we can. I think you've got wise words there, BJ. You didn't sound like a party pooper. You sound like somebody who's been through, to be honest with you, a, a pretty rough time and doesn't want to see it again and is looking forward to well, all of us being back to normal. Interesting. I've got a youngish nephew in his 20s and he uh, he wasn't didn't want the vaccination. He did not want the vaccination. Um anyway, his business that he was running um uh had to close because of covid restrictions, hospitality. And so I, he got a job um working in the hospital doing ha- in the housekeeping. Um and when he saw his first patient with covid he, within minutes, he phoned me and said, Auntie Beach, how can I get this vaccine? How can I get I said, well, actually, if you're working in housekeeping, then you do get it because you're frontline staff. But with him, you only have to see that. And I, I wouldn't want anybody, anybody to have to see that because it is distressing. But it, it, it's what makes you think if we can prevent this. By working together, we can prevent this. We all want to, you know, go back to the cinema, go back to church, go back to restaurants. But it's only that little bit longer and we can do this. And then we can all do everything we want to. For the sake of a few weeks, we can we can get there and bring our lives back to a little bit of normality. It will never be normal. I think there will be people who will be scarred by this traumatized maybe that's a better word traumatized by this this whole thing you know nurses working in the hospital or if you've seen your family or you've lost a member of your family and haven't been there when they at the end of their life i I think these people those poor people will suffer for a long time and will be traumatized by it but Mm. and so we've got to just minimize all that risk you know just for the sake of an easy thing to do. It's it's easy. It's not difficult what we're asking you to do. It's easy. Yeah, it is. Well, I think because following, we, following yeah. the rules is attainable for everybody. And uh, It so, is. Well, I think you've, you've really helped paint the current situation, which is we're sort of like in a good position, but it could change if we don't keep ourselves on the straight and narrow, yes. so to speak. Um, so yes. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe the next time you come on the show, There'll be very little to say about COVID because we'll be in a good place, all going forward in the right direction, all the vaccinations happening as we hope, and we, you can tell us other Won't news from the hospital. Brilliant. We should be great. So, but uh, it let, will let's be, and I'd really like to do that. I'd really like to, you know, tell people in the local community that their hospital is actually back to normal, and you know, we're here for them. Of course, we'll always be here for them, but it would be nice to know that. As they say, quote, normal service has resumed. We, you know, we all want to do, you know, people, orthopaedic surgeons, 
you know, have been into ITU and done and done something called proning with patients, which is turning patients and nursing them on their tummies, and 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 it takes a lot of people to have to turn those. But these are orthopedic surgeons. They've gone out of their way. Of course they do. They they come into to healthcare to care for people. But actually, what they really want to do is get back to doing what they're skilled and trained to do, which is fix people's hips and knees and shoulders and ankles. So. That's what we want to get back to, doing what, what we're best at and serving our community. And, you know, we'll be talking when next time I speak about all the buildings that we're doing and, and we're doing some really exciting stuff at Pool Hospital already around the, the theatre rebuild. So these are the ex- exciting times for our locality. We're going to have two amazing hospitals. And that's the kind of thing I'd like to be talking to you about if you, well, if we, you want to ring. We to hearing about it. No, yeah, that'll good. Be great, PJ. Yeah, great. because it's important for people to know because hospitals are quite often the heart of a, a heart of a community, aren't they? Because they touch us all in some way. So, but I, you know, I really enjoy speaking to you. Well, I do all the talking, and I do apologise, Gorm. <laughs> I do because I, I want people to know. You know, I want it's been good that you know they've heard what it's really like. But it's nice now to be feeling a bit more upbeat, a bit more positive, and seeing that little light at the end of the tunnel. Actually, it's not a little light. It's quite a light. A light shineth, I tell you. That, yeah. that is great. That is great. Okay, okay Gordon. Just to say, BJ, I was going to say, you know what? You're passionate. You're passionate about your hospital. You're passionate about your staff, and you're passionate about your patients, and that makes you the right person for the job that you've got, and that's why it's so great to hear your heart when you share those things about the hospital. So thanks very much for joining us today, Thank you. DJ. Well, as I say, last Friday, last Friday, to, to tell you, 46 years since I started my career in the NHS, and I've still got oh. my passion. I think that's really nice. It's the nicest thing I can hear. 46 years, and I've still got it, because there well we go. Done you. There we go. That is, that is a I fantastic uh, service level. So <laughs> brilliant. I know well, it won't be long until 50 I'm, years, yeah. so then we give you a shout-out for it. No, 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 no. I'm going before then. No. Anyway, Gordon, um, enjoy and um, keep going. You're doing a really, really great job for us all, and thank you very much. Thank you, BJ. God bless you all the best. Bye-bye. And you. Bye-bye. Bye. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.